This is the Tribune Audio Network. But I lived in three other cities across the country, and they all had concepts similar to River City Roll. Somebody's going to do this in Richmond. I don't particularly care for corporate America or my current job, so I'm going to take the leap of faith. It's Monday, January 6th, and we've got some big news, some bowling news, and some restaurant news. Welcome back to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia. My name is Scott Wise, and I'm here with my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Roby, I heard some interesting news over... New Year's break. We're leading with this? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty important. Okay, I think it's really important. So, just for everybody who was interested in my love life, I, Brian, who we talk about pretty regularly, asked me to marry him, and I said, yes. Ruby's engaged, y'all. I am, I am. She's glowing right now, if you could see her. Yes, glowing from my two sunlight. weeks of vacation and um, this very sparkly thing on my left hand. I'm blinded. I, well, I can see that. <laughs> if you guys listened to our last podcast, which came out in the middle of December, it was sort of a year in review in which Roby kind of went over some of the best restaurants in town, some of the new best restaurants in town. Shamed Scott for not going to a lot of them. Totally shamed 100% me for, for shamed missing him. out on some of the, the nice new places. So, Wait, Roby, wait, wait. Did you go? So, Roby. Oh, did you go to all of them? No, I didn't go to all of them. <sighs> but How I, I do have this been together? eating my face off the last few weeks. And Welcome I, to my life. Yeah, right? I like your life. <laughs> it's nice. I have tasted some of the best food that you recommended, nice. went to some of the nicest restaurants that you recommended, and I'll give a little brief recap for the folks who think okay. that I never go out. All right, let's do, I mean, you hadn't been to almost any of them, so let's do two. Okay, we'll do two. Uh, I was able to visit Chef Johnny up at Grisette. Okay, so Donnie and Megan Glass. Yeah, they're so, yeah. the owners, sure. and Chef Johnny, who was on our podcast last year. Is running the bar. Last year? Yep, last year. This is year. season two. I know. We got renewed for season two. By the way, if you guys aren't following us or know where we are on social media or how to get in touch with us, let's real quick talk about this. I'm Roby Martin. That's Scott Wise. And you can find us at Eat It Virginia on Instagram, at eatitvirginia.com on old internets. And you can send us messages to which Scott will respond promptly at eatitvirginia at gmail.com. Questions, comments, restaurant reviews, if you have any ideas about who you want us Where to interview we'd like next. Scott to eat his face off again. So you visited Chef Johnny. So I met Donnie and Megan Glass, nice. the owners, the chef, Donnie. Uh, very nice couple, as you know. You've met them before. We talked about you a little bit. All good things. Don't worry. All good things. Oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried. Some good things. Yeah, well, if the, even Some if they were thing, not though. the greatest things. things. You know what? At least you were talking about me. Chef Johnny was amazing. Uh, Hospitality-wise, at the bar, I got to sit up there and... Order the smorgasbord. I think that's how you pronounce it. Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. It's their it's their uh, char- charcuterie plate. Oops, nope. You got to say it with your French accent. Charcuterie. I'm not doing it. Yes, that's you are so, doing. That's so season one. <laughs> We're on season two now. He's done with his French accents, guys. We're on to German, maybe. Uh, and then and then uh, Chef Donnie brought out a plate that I would never order normally. Uh, it was like mushrooms and onions on bread. Nice. Uh, it was delicious. And, Very cool. Uh, I don't know what the official name of it. I'm not good with the official names of things. Mushrooms and onion on bread sounds I'm sure great. he doesn't think that's what it's called. But that's well, what it that's was. That's okay. And again, I would never order that particular dish, but I'm glad he brought it out because uh, I really enjoyed eating that. As you know, I think it is a brilliant 
it is a newer restaurant in Church Hill. It's across the street from Alewife, also a delicious restaurant in its own right. So it's somewhere you want to go check out Grisette. That's spelled G-R-I-S-E-T-T-E in Churchill. Also had a lovely meal at Adara. Ooh, yeah. nice. Bask Inspired. That's another veteran chef here in Richmond. Randall. Yep. Randy Dotzer and his wife, Line. Yeah, I haven't met Randy. Uh, I saw him in the kitchen, um, so I know he was there that night. Uh, it was my brother and his wife and uh, her sister. The four of us went out for dinner and ordered, I think, everything on the menu. Again, things that I would not normally order if, if dining out. The menu, I wouldn't call it challenging, Um but for someone like me who isn't so adventurous with what they would order necessarily, or if someone that you go out to dinner with is just like a chicken or a steak person, like you're going to be pushed a little bit. Um, you think I, so? I thought so. Uh, we had a, a duck paella, which was phenomenal. That was kind of the main dish. It split four ways. And we got a bunch of small plates. Uh, mussels. The shrimp were, was amazing. The squash, uh, I think with goat cheese on it, nice. was really good. And I had two glasses of red recommended by my server so it was a lovely night out so you feel like even though you may be not as adventurous you feel like that's a repeatable experience for you i think so i think when i go to restaurants like a heritage that's kind of the first place that it happened at heritage with 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 joe um you kind of like put yourself in their hands i mean there are skilled professionals obviously and i would never order say like a squid ink pasta if i was just going out to dinner um but when it's on a menu like at heritage or at adara or Grisette, you kind of just say Effort. I'm, you know, I'm going in. Go with God. I'm, I'm going to see what happens. Now, how much of your ordering is um, based on what your server explains to you? Like, when you look at a menu and it seems a bit daunting, do you ask questions or do you just go with what's the most familiar? There were definitely questions asked at Adara. Um, I don't remember the specific questions, but our server was very knowledgeable and kind of walked us through it. Um, the pacing of the meal, what would come out first. They had three glasses of red. Pan down. <laughs> they had three uh, red wines available by the glass, so I asked her, like, I wanted to try two of them at least, so which order should I do that in? And I got a nice recommendation on that. So, um, For those of you that don't know Chef Johnny at Grisette, he is also very solicitous, so if there's things that you'd like to know on that menu, he's super helpful. Culinary training and all, he typically knows a lot more than he lets on behind the bar. He's very great, but everybody, all the servers there, I have been... I mean, enough to know that they really are great at answering questions. So I love the two you picked, Scott. Brilliant. I'm also going to say real quick, I went to Abuelitas. Oh, yeah. And, of course, I saw Marvin at Manchu. My, my son uh, had a birthday over break, and he re- requested Manchu wings, so I have to give Marvin a shout-out. Have out. you had their boneless chicken yet? I need to know. I did. And how was it? Amazing. I also ordered a... Oh. Uh, what? I need it. Oh, I thought you were, <laughs> thought you were mad with my description. I mean, no, it's great. amazing. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's, I need it. it. The, we had the bone, the popcorn chicken. I say, say two, Scott, and he gives me four. He really wants you guys to think that he's getting out in the restaurant scene. And we started a, a New Year's tradition. Oh. My kids and I. Wings at Manchu? Well, no, that's a birthday tradition. Okay. Yeah, it's a very busy uh, holiday season I'm for us. Loving between it. all the holidays and birthdays and New Year's Eve. But uh, I kind of dropped the ball on New Year's Eve. I had the kids with me and had no plans. So last minute, we bought tickets to see Star Wars at Cinebistro, and they absolutely loved it. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Cinebistro, that's fun. That's where you can bring your own food in. Don't tell anybody I said what? that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I, and this is, like, terrible, and probably we're gonna, I'm going to get tons of emails about this, but um, I think you just bring a big purse. They don't check on you afterwards. 
Breaking so, the law, breaking the law. Nope, just snacks and and a blanket because you know sometimes you want to be comfy in those. I just chairs. like having like a big bourbon watching a movie. It's kind of like being at home. You can well no, you can only do wine and beer at the. Um, what is that? What's the other one up here? M- movie Land. Speaking of movie theaters, see the changes at the Bird. I heard about that. We re- that happened when I was kind of on break the last few days, uh, but we did some reporting at Channel Six on that. Yeah, you did. I think that there's a little bit more that's going to come out. Speaking of restaurant changes, I'm just going to move right into a couple of them. You gave me some breaking news. It doesn't happen often. I'll, I let, I'll tell you that. <laughs> says the guy that works for Channel Six. Well, restaurant news. You know, other kind of news. <laughs> Car crashes, I got you. Fires, I'm all over it. Restaurant news, I, I defer to you. But I liked the one that you sent me. So over the weekend, um, hankering for a pizza, a Billy Pie pizza. I'm, I'm going to try to start eating a little better in 2020 like all of us are. So are pizza to. is definitely well, the way to go. Well, my, my thought process was starting on Monday. <laughs> oh, everybody starting on Starting today, Monday. But uh, So this was Saturday night. So got in my car out in the West End and made the 20-minute drive to Fulton, uh, triple crossing to get a beer and a, and a slice. God, doesn't he sound like every Richmonder had to cross the river? I did it, though. <laughs> I didn't just say it. I did it. Okay. In the rain. Oh, w- with hot po- potatoes in each Up pocket. Uphill both ways. <laughs> yep. It's a long Sweating. drive, Roby. No, forgot my scarf. <laughs> Not all of us have a fiancé that'll drive us everywhere. Oh, ouch! Anyway, <laughs> I get there, uh, saddle up to the bar, talk to the bartender, look over behind my shoulder at the, uh, the Billy Pie oven. Big sign. Restaurant is, the kitchen is closed. So the new guy, Josh, starts next week? So all this is unconfirmed information. I didn't, I didn't disclose myself as a journalist to the people at the bar, so I feel kind of bad well, about I this. I got a couple of confirmations. So it okay, definitely right. starts next <laughs> right, week. Good. Yep. And there's going to be um, great pizza to be had still at, at the Triple Crossing. I in love Fulton. that pizza so much. I'm hoping that oven is Chef beautiful. Josh is able to... Live, the, the, the servers and the bartenders there were, were telling me that he's really great, and the pizza will be as good as it was before, if not better. So it's Good stuff. But they do have food trucks that are going to be there in the meantime to provide you with all of your beer-soaking up deliciousness, which is nice. Uh, Ipanema was sold. You know, I never made it to Ipanema, but I know it was a, it's a staple among VCU students and fan dwellers. It's like, I, prob- I would say it's probably the first vegetarian restaurant that that it even opened in Richmond. I mean, I don't have any substantiated way of proving that, but I mean, it's been around forever. It's at VCU. It's been sold to an individual from Charlottesville, and they. I hear. Nope. I know they have a one-year lease. So if that tells you anything behind the scenes or the words, there you go. So upcoming on the podcast, are you a good bowler? Uh, depends how much I've had to drink that particular day. I get better as the as the more beer goes down. It's like my parallel parking. So we have Rob. Don't Long. try that at home, kids. <laughs> no. Parallel parking while while drinking is not a good idea. No, Roby, breaking <laughs> no. the law. You're like, who all is right. this? All right, texting and drinking. Engage, engage, Roby <laughs> is like wild. I'm like, it's like rebel here I Roby. am, parallel parking. Rebelcon. Uh, no, no, you going no. to are you speaking at Rebelcon this year? It, Rebelcon. I, you know what? I might actually go to the Rebelcon this year. It's such a great event. I think you're the queen of rebels right now. Queen of parking at parallel parking. Anyway, we have Rob Long of River City Roll upcoming on the podcast, and he has what concert news to tell us. Um, he has a chef that once was the sous chef for Walter Bundy. I don't know about you, but it sounds like a pretty posh little bowling experience. So we are with Rob Long of River City Roll. 
today, Scott. Did you bowl before this? Uh, I had one or two rounds, yeah. A couple gutters, a couple strikes. You and, know, and that's how it goes. Rob it's bowled like with you and just smeared you because he's amazing at bowling now that he owns a bowling alley? I think he's the expert. What'd you get, like a, three, a 320, 340? What'd you bowl? Well, 300 is the max score, so... <laughs> So you really know what you're doing, Scott. I like but it. But no, I can actually count on <laughs> one hand. How, I can count on one one hand how many times I've bowled here, actually. So what is your exact title here, Rob? So I put managing member uh, on LinkedIn because I just feel like putting CEO or owner. Well, if it's on seems LinkedIn, little, then it's real. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I have one other operating partner, Ben Eubanks, um, but we call each other managing members. And is this your only venture, or you do other things in Richmond? Uh, this is it right now. Um, I'm an ambassador for a charity called CORE, Children of Restaurant Employees, which I've been spending a lot of time on trying to raise money for, but this is the current only venture. Very cool. And are you here every day if somebody wanted to come find you, seek you out to learn more about bowling a 350, which is apparently not possible, yeah, Scott yeah, not possible. Anything's possible. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's, that's true. What I tell my Actually, kids. with our new hyper bowling, the max score is like 30,000. That's a cool See? new game. So what is hyper bowling? See? Yeah, we're one of only eight bowling alleys in the world to have it right now. It's a new test product of Cubic AMFs. It's like, call it Top Golf Drive Shack meets bowling, where there's uh, neon lights that move up and down the bumpers. You're actually supposed to hit the bumpers. It's pretty cool. Totally different. And how many of your lanes have that? Or, or All is it of a them. Lane? It's just All an option you can check when you sign in. Does it cost extra? Nope. Same pricing. It does not That's cost what I was extra about, to Roby. pay you were, yeah. you were making fun of me, but... That's wild. I, I love neon lights. And it makes the game even more approachable because there is no such thing as a gutter ball, and nobody's good at hyperballing yet because it's brand new. Oh, see, isn't that fun? See, I'd be. I feel like that's where so my. So you could be the best. You could be the best yes. hyper bowler in the world, Roby, if I you just keep played a couple times. I just gotta put my mind to it, and I think I could do it. I think I would be great. I got full faith in you. You should. You always do. Always. So I have in front of me some fun menu. So if you don't know a lot about River City Roll, it is food and bowling and multiple couches where you can sit and have snacks. Yeah. And you also have a ton of tables where you could just come and have dinner and watch people Yeah, bowl. so full-service restaurant uh, with a big outdoor patio as well, so you can eat outside or inside. It's a beautiful patio. It's also become a concert venue as well. We were just talking about this before you showed okay, up. Okay, I need you to fill me in on this, because somebody told me that you had, like, Scott told me that you had, like, somebody 1,200 like people yeah, out somebody. here. Somebody. <laughs> Sitting right to my left. <laughs> yeah, so we had uh, over 1,200 people here this weekend for Robert Randolph on our outdoor stage, which we bring in 12 times a year and try to get so national once acts. once a month? Roughly. We're not doing it exactly once a month. Okay. We tried a couple this summer when it was way too hot and didn't work out, so we're probably going to make it more of a spring and summer series for 2020. Okay, tw Sorry, so spring and fall, not summer. So who, do, who named the last two bands? Yeah, so Robert Sorry. Randolph uh, is our biggest act to date. Um, we have had other acts that people would recognize. Andy Frasco, who played at Lockin. Chris Jacobs played outside. Um, we had the Whalers play inside. Nice. Um, yeah, so we've had some really good names come through. This is a good area, or getting ready. I mean, so right next to you is a pile of apartments? Yeah, so uh, we've got some new apartments going up next door. I think it's close to 200 units, four stories of apartments, and then first floor commercial, which we're excited about. 
And then behind you, I think you have close to 100 and some odd units, Yeah, the right? cookie factory's right here behind us, and there's another, you know, call it 100 or so units in so there. So essentially he has captive audience, 600 people if there are two in each. So really when he says 1,200, he means 1,800 because you can watch from your window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had a ton of folks with their windows open uh, listening in on Saturday. So for those of you who are just tuning in and don't really know where we are, maybe aren't from Richmond, why don't you explain to the folks where we are in town? Yeah, so we're here in Scott's Edition, um, right behind Insuboka off the boulevard, uh, 939 Myers Street. Huge parking lots. It's our biggest asset. Everybody is always asks me about whenever I talk about restaurants in Richmond. Ha- the parking spaces, man, they are key, aren't it's they? It's big, yeah. A lot of folks in the neighborhood don't have ample parking like we have, so especially on the corporate event side, uh, for some of the bigger companies in Richmond, it's nice when they can tell their employees that there's a guaranteed parking spot. So how is it that you just say to yourself one day, I am going to have a bowling alley slash restaurant? Like, what goes through your head? Yeah, so I was in uh, investment banking for five years, and corporate America wasn't really for me. And But I lived in three other cities across the country, and they all had concepts similar to River City Roll. Uh, and I saw them and spent a lot of money in them when I lived there. So when I moved back to Richmond, I actually moved into the cookie factory lofts. And uh, the acreage that we're on now is kind of a dilapidated old parking lot. And I was like, somebody's going to do this in Richmond. I don't particularly care for corporate America or my current job, so I'm going to take the leap of faith. First restaurant ever for you. It is. But I couldn't do it without Brad Slimaker, our chef. He <laughs> just absolutely makes the... You read all these books and horror stories about kitchens and kitchen staffs, and Brad is the complete opposite of anything you'll ever read. We have zero issues in the back of the house. Uh, it's so smooth, and he's just so talented. We're so lucky on that front. It's connected all the dots with a gr- an individual who has had a couple of restaurants here, and so that's an, a, a good, smooth move you made. Yeah, I mean, he's trained under the best, so he was Walter Bundy's sous chef at La Mer. So, um, you know, Walter, I would say, is uh, you know, one of the people I respect the most in the city. Shag Bark is where I eat for my birthday every year, um, and for us to get Brad and give him kind of his own kitchen, he's really doing a great job. What were some of your other ideas when you were sitting in your office in corporate America wishing that you were not sitting in your office. Like, what was going through that brain of yours? Like, this is where Scott tries to steal your next idea because he likes the way this one looks. So. Yeah, so uh, we have, the wheels are always turning. I think that um, next move for kind of role entertainment, if you will, our kind of management group that we have would be to take similar, this concept to similar markets, you know, close to Richmond. Um, you know, we don't really have anything planned for Richmond now, but we are looking in some other markets nearby. Um, Norfolk, Virginia, Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, Greenville, North Carolina, sorry, South Carolina. Um, You know, other places that are similar to Richmond that are more kind of what people call a tier two city. Um, You know, a lot of people are, you know, if you look at like Tang and Biscuits, similar to us too, you know, things that work in really in big cities like New York and Chicago that are cool um, have a place and, you know, call it the tier two cities like the Richmonds of the world. Um, So I think you're seeing a lot of success here in Richmond with, concepts that developed in bigger cities that people are bringing here. But more to the point, like when you were sitting in your office doing finance things and you didn't want to be there anymore, I mean, I'm sure b- the bowling alley concept wasn't the first thing that came to mind. It's like, what is Rob, like, what are, what, yeah, what so, are Rob's well, dreams? So, so from the, bi- yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, people always, yeah, that's like the million dollar question, like, what do you want to be when you grow up kind of thing? And um, I always enjoyed 
uh, entertaining, whether it's, you know, a house party or, you know, planning going out with friends. So getting to kind of do that now is my job of bringing people together and having a good time is awesome. Um, it started off with just a restaurant and bar. Um, but uh, as you know, that's a really tough scene to be in. Um, so I think that's kind of what a lot of people have realized with these entertainment concepts that when you add a third revenue driver besides food and booze um, and to help, you know, generate traffic to your to your institution. Um, so that's where the bowling piece kind of came in, um, because as being a new, I guess, restaurateur in a way to just start with a bar restaurant would be really hard. You know, you have to differentiate. So that's kind of where the bowling piece came in. I, I by no means grew up an avid bowler. Uh, I'm not good at bowling. Um, I do love the margins in bowling. Uh, Shoe rentals amazing. Uh, y- you know. It's like the soda There's money bowling. in bowling. Yeah, right? yeah, there, yeah. It's like literally the Pepsi of bowling. There, there, is, there is a guy who owns 12 bowling alleys in Florida. I won't say his name, but he has a very big boat, and the name of his boat is Shoe Rental. That's amazing. Who knew? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. She, she, he knew that shoe rentals were the cash cow. <laughs> yeah, it helps. Um, I, I didn't know that. That's awesome to know. A little tidbit. Alcohol and shoe rentals. Beer. Exactly. It's going to put your kids through college one day. Hopefully. Speaking of beer, you guys brewed a specific beer for River City Roll as like your house beer. I say that with quotes because yeah, it is your house beer. It is. Um, we do have a house beer. It started with Vossen, um, and it was incredible. It was a really crisp Pilsner. We have now shifted that. Um Vossen is growing rapidly and doing amazing things, um, focusing on some other stuff is like cans, their new kind of big distribution stuff. So um, we're not going to be able to continue doing it with Vossen. So we're actually kind of opening it up to some local folks here in town. So hopefully our so new like ones. Rotating exi- tab. Cool. Yeah, exactly. We, you know, we want to highlight all the awesome stuff that people are doing here in Richmond. Um, you know, a quick plug for my boys at Mainline Brewing that's about to open. Um, they are going to be in the mix for this new one. Oh, very uh, cool. So, you know, we, we love supporting other folks here in town. And um, they're also successful. It's tough sometimes to find someone that wants to do a beer that uh, can only be sold in one place. So that's kind of what we ran into with Boston a little bit. But um, I think we're looking forward to our new one. But we will always have a, a local house beer here, just kind of a light, easy drinking beer. Um, you know, not the stuff you're finding in most of the breweries that are super fancy, you know, triple IPAs, Gozas, and stuff like that. Sure. Kind of more like fancy Bud Light. <laughs> like something crushable that's still yeah, crushable. Like bowling alley beer. Exactly. Sure. Which is great for pitchers. Yeah, I must want to call it bowling sell, beer. Right? We do, absolutely. Which, which I think is like a bowling alley thing. Oh, for sure. Pitchers. Pitchers and bowling, not your thing? Love pitchers, love bowling, love beer. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Speaking of, so we're outside, as Roby mentioned earlier, we're outside uh, the venue right now. And you can hear the hammering behind us. Roby is sitting in front of a mural of Tommy, um, the, do- uh, the dog who was, uh, I guess, just killed. Yeah, the late in Richmond, Tommy. In Richmond earlier this year. Um, Heinously set on yeah, fire. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, obviously it was a story that, that kind of captured the um, interest of in Richmond. But I, I want to set the scene for you oh, even sure. a little bit more because we actually have two dogs that are right that belong to you and a friend of yours here on your patio. Yeah, Lucy and Jax are joining us. Super fr- dog friendly, right? Yeah, absolutely. Patio is always dog friendly. And I would say that um, most days there are at least you know, five to ten dogs here. So what, why are you getting involved in things like this? Why are you getting involved in, in RACC and things like that? Yeah, so not only am I very passionate about uh, animals and dogs uh, specifically, but most of our staff here at River City Roll is as well. Uh, the Tommy story kind of caught 
all of us way off guard and really brought us all in. Uh, and really, you know, frankly, got us to learn a lot more about the good work that Rack's doing all the time. I think um, Tommy's story has been incredible for the lives exchange of other dogs that have followed Tommy because Rack has gotten such good uh, attention brought to them for all the good work they do, not just with Tommy, but all the other dogs here in town. So, um, you know, we wanted to think of a way that we could honor Tommy, but as well continue to support Rack in an ongoing fashion. So the original debut of Tommy's Patio, I think we raised close to $7,000. Um, but, you know, 10% of all of sales on Tommy's Patio get donated to Rack every month. So it's kind of an ongoing thing. Um, you know, close to, you know, call it between 1000 and 2000 a month. So it's not just a one-time thing. It's a kind of a constant thing. So were you looking for a local uh, charity or nonprofit to help, or did you kind of just kind of came no, out? No, you know, the story just really inspired a lot of our, our staff here. We have a lot of folks that work with RAC. Um, so a lot of my good friends also volunteer at RAC, and, you know, they are an institution that is always in need of uh, financial help. Um, you know, a lot of charities in Richmond uh, you know, are looking for other things besides just monetary. Um, you know, granted, people are always looking for uh, volunteers to help with the animals, but RAC is an institution that, you know, is in need sometimes of, of the support, and that's something that we can easily help. You're, RAC is not your only philanthropic. I mean, no, it is not. We, we, we are. People are reach out, and I don't want to put this out there because I'm afraid too many people uh, will reach out to you. No, but no. I don't know, as I have ever, and I spend a lot of time in emails with people that are reaching out to individuals for help. And I don't think I've ever been on an email chain that you have said no. Yeah, no. Uh, the easiest thing for me to give back to the community is an awesome venue to help people raise awareness of their organization and to help them raise money. So we are always super supportive of give back nights. Um, I'm always willing to donate space for good causes. Um, you know, we have the bike for blue, um, police bowling tournament uh we've done a lot of stuff with uh the spca as well um you know our staff is very passionate about animals uh if you can tell but you know we've done i would say you know close to two dozen now different charity events and you know there's really not a cause uh that we will say no to virginia pride we just had our virginia pride drag show uh fundraiser last night um we're still waiting for all the numbers to come back but that was a great one um you know so anything we can do to support the community um Offering the venue is the easiest thing we have to do. It's a nice bowling alley. And you do $5 lanes for service industry. Yeah, you service industry nights. For, for Tommy here. We do. You have, like, all sorts of things happening. Yeah, so 100% of the Tommy merch uh, proceeds goes to Rack. And it's um, Billy uh, Riano, our graphic designer, who's a, a graduate um, of the Brand Center, who's now working for Apple in San Francisco, actually. He just knocked it out of the park with the Tommy's logo. People love it. Um, and Michael Broth, the Night Owl, honestly did an amazing job uh, with Tommy's mural outside. It's actually um, just got used as the packaging for Tommy's new beer. I saw that. Um, yeah. That's being done here locally. So we are honored to have our mural be kind of the face of that beer, which we also are carrying here as well. So Roby and I were talking. We were here before you opened. We did a Facebook Live on the CBS 6 Facebook page. And so I when what? When, when, when did you open? Tax day, 2018. 2018. So it's been, it's been about a year <laughs> about and a half. About 18 months. It's been a year and a half. He's not counting. What, what, have you, what have been the biggest surprises since the day you opened that you've had to kind of encounter? Yeah, so I, as a big uh, NFL football fan, I thought that, and this is like, I guess, the, 
a negative surprise, or not negative, but just I was surprised. Uh, I thought <laughs> it was a, bo- a surprising surprise. Yeah, surprising surprise. I thought that bowling and watching football was like the perfect combination because, you know, now with replay and all this stuff in NFL, there's all this downtime and like you know bowling takes two seconds. So I thought a lot of people would be bowling and watching games. No one does that. It's shocking. So on NFL Sunday, no one's bowling. They're sitting at the bar watching TVs, which. I just thought that those two would have married perfectly, but yeah. So if you want to bowl, it's NFL Sunday is the day that you don't yeah. have yeah, to wait exactly. in line. Yeah, there, exactly. There's so no waits for bowling spin Sunday. Let's yeah. positively. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because I don't watch there, NFL, yeah. Fo- yeah. NFL football. Yeah. If you don't <laughs> like football, it's a perfect time to come here. Uh-huh. That's his specials. You should do a. You're not watching football lane rental. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I would uh, totally be here for that. I yeah. No football for me. Um, and then on the positive side, the music, uh, we've really been ramping it up on the music front. We've added house sound now. We're working on some stuff. Uh, we've added stage lights. We've expanded the size of our stage. Um, we're doing live music every Thursday, Friday, Saturday now. Um, you know, Richmond just loves live music. And, uh, you know, personally, I do, too. It makes it fun to be at work when you have different music playing. You know, there's only so many songs on Spotify that, you know, you hear them 900 times each a week when you're in here every day. Sure. So it's fun to have the live music. I, I like a lot. I bet you live music and bowling goes well together. They go well together. I can see how that would work. Lots of dancing in the lanes. Absolutely. In the last 18 months, how have you seen the neighborhood kind of uh, change and help you? Or has it been a hindrance with all the construction? No, I, I think that... All of the change that you're seeing across Richmond, not just Scott's Edition, has been incredible for the city. Um, you know, growing up here, Scott's Edition wasn't really a place where anyone would go, and now I never leave Scott's Edition, which is incredible. Um, I think the more cool things that come to this part of the city, the more people are coming to this part of the city. It's kind of the rising tide raises all boats kind of theory. Um, on the operational side, I mean, there are so many cool restaurants and venues opening that. Um, you can kind of feel it a little bit on the hiring side. It's definitely tough, you know, going into the holiday season. I think, you know, with Drive Shack and Top Golf both bring on co- close to 300 people, the pool for talent is is definitely spread thin. Um, We've been hearing quite a bit about that and how low the employee. Like, h- what are you doing to recruit? Maybe that's going to set you apart. From yes. Some of these other so uh, all of our full. T- we offer. Um, Benefits and uh, health benefits and insurance for all of our full-time employees, which, um, you know, a lot of uh, one-off institutions aren't doing. Obviously, you know, some of the bigger restaurant groups in town offer benefits for their employees. But for a standalone one-off operation, um, we're one of the few that's doing that. Um, you know, we have had to. If, you, if I go back and look at our projections, you know, when I was planning for this call it in 2016, uh, we definitely were off on some of the hourly hourly rates for, you know, good line cooks um, and that sort of thing by, you know, call it 2 and $3 an hour. So, um, you know, luckily the front of house tip staff does really well here. So um, word of mouth gets out on that. And, you know, most of our hiring is now we give a pretty nice referral bonus um, if you bring somebody in that makes it for more than three months. So most of our employees that are coming in now are, are friends of friends, um, which has done really well for us. You mentioned that when you were growing up in Richmond, this wasn't an area that you came to quite often. Let's talk about your Richmond story a little bit. Where are you from? Where did you go to school? Where did you hang out? Yeah, so I grew I My dad loves to not flip houses, but um, work on houses. So I probably moved across the city, call it seven times throughout my high school career. Uh, and then my youngest sister actually graduated from high school at Virginia Beach. They, my parents moved down there for a little bit. Um, so call it, I've lived all over the city um, and in Henrico. 
Um, I went to St. Christopher's uh, High School and then to UVA for college. And then after that, I moved away for five years before moving back to Richmond. Well, what were some of your restaurants or hangouts around town when you were growing up in uh, seven houses? So it, Kabuto's is still my, I would say, f- I will actually say favorite restaurant in town. Um, people... Roll. I love a Japanese steakhouse. I, 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 I don't understand why there's not more. D- of them. I, I know the vibe in there. Uh, just Kabuto. the fun. Yeah, I, I and love people like I can see Walter Bundy's probably rolling his eyes if he's listening oh, right I now. Bet you he um, likes, uh, let's not. Let's Bundy probably but loves a Japanese. Steakhouse. I, I took been there forever. Dude, it's incredible. Yeah. It, it's a staple. Um, yum yum, good Chinese as well. And Patterson is staple. I like um, that Chinese restaurants. Yeah, we ordered. Oh from man, it a lot. totally underrated. Um, I agree. That, that's a staple in the Long family household. Growing up, Krispy Kreme donuts every Sunday after church. Uh, that was my dad's was in charge of Sunday brunch, and that was always a dozen hot glazed donuts <laughs> from Krispy Kreme. Um, I, I remember when the original sign came down, my dad actually went to try to bid on it in the auction. He, it actually was shocking how much that sign went for. We were out of the out of the running really quick, <laughs> but uh, that's how much we love Krispy Kreme. Those are some pretty absurd answers for somebody like who's kind of in the answers. scene now. But um, great answer. You know, it's a little yeah. It, but now, I mean, it's I love that I'm part of this industry now because, you know, having Chef Brad who knows all of these other folks across town, it's. It's really nice to get to be blessed with able to go and check out some of these new places early on, you know, Alewife's, Long Ovens, Brenner Passes. I mean, the food scene here is just insane. It's incredible. It, it has definitely exploded in the last five years or so with just so many incredible restaurants. Somebody will send me an email and say, where should I eat? And I honestly have to, like, sit down and just choose one of, like, 30 places to send them. Because you just don't – they're just all good. I can't good. imagine how you feel. I know how I feel when some of my friends come to town. I can't imagine every – everybody probably looks to you for Rex. But it's there's so many options. It's like, every there's so what are you many in the mood for? Exactly. I mean, if you can't give me a genre of food, like time of day, yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. I, mean, I need, I need you to narrow it down. Is it a celebration? How many people exactly. are you gonna have? At River City Roll, I mean, the sous chef from Le Maire, yeah. that's always a good spot to go eat. So you do pizzas, which I know, which I like, but I'm looking at like crab bisque yeah so chef brad is i think now really starting to be realized for the culinary talent that he is we've definitely fight the bowling alley stigma um when people just get here originally so uh obviously our number one sellers are always our you know wood fire pizzas because they're super approachable but uh the stuff that he's doing here is so much better than that the pizzas are incredible but um you know he just cooked at the oyster shindig alongside shag bark alewife la mer uh and he did this incredible pork belly dish that um Pork belly dish. It was delicious. It was good. And, you know, I heard call it 65 people that day be like, wait, this is bowling alley food? Um, and, and I love that. You know, you that's the beauty of this place. Him over there. Uh, train him go over there just going, this uh, is uh, our pork uh, belly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's that's the best part about um, River City Roll is that we really get to surprise people because they walk in and, you know, if you just Google bowling alley and you just come in here thinking you're going to a bowling alley, we really um, – People are shocked at first when they see kind of the food that Brad's doing, the cocktail program that Katie Talley, our bar manager, is doing. It's just different than what people expect from a bowling alley. So that's the positive is that we always kind of start with a, whoa, this place looks really cool, so we're kind of one up. But, you know, the other part is, oh, am I really going to order rockfish in a bowling alley where, you know, chef's getting it from the same seafood 
vendor that, you know, Shagbark's getting it, but people just don't think sure. to try stuff like that. But I think now that people are learning Brad's story, which is incredible, and we got, we're so lucky to get him, um, the food, we've really seen an uptick in the food. And, and it's reflected in the new menus. Like our new menu that's coming out here in the fall, which will be our fifth iteration of our menu in 18 months, um, is really going to be the best one yet. I like He's it. Got a few when dishes a coming out for you tonight too. Their menu. Uh, I enjoy the update. I mean, I know there's old standbys. People get sad if the, something's not on there. I know. I, I hear about it all the time. This isn't on the menu anymore. But I like it when a menu has sees some movement, especially from a seasonal standpoint. And I'm looking at things on here that look very seasonal, like this beautiful hominy chili verde, and obviously the crab bisque and your black garlic. I mean, these are really, really, okay, they're good looking, but they're not one of them's more than $14, and that's the pizza. So a shareable pizza for $14, and everything else that I mentioned is less than 10 What are your favorite items on the menu there? Yeah, so the truffle fries are something that <laughs> Chef Brad has tried to take off the menu the last three times, and it's just the only time I give him a firm no. Um, they're probably also the biggest culprit for why I've gained 15 pounds since we've opened. Um, the ginger glazed chicken bowl is something I eat four to five times a week. Um, I've convinced myself that it's somewhat healthy, um, which it is. Uh, but th- that that's my go-to. The new tuna dish that he's going to do on the next menu, um, which he has some actually right over there for us, uh, is incredible. A sesame crusted tuna, which I'm a big fan of. Um, you really can't go wrong. Our burgers underrated. I think um, his take on the Mexican shrimp cocktail is really cool and different. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you just wouldn't expect to see here. Um, we're working on kind of a playoff of Domino's cinnamon sticks for our next dessert menu. Um, you know, I bring Chef Brad some of these ideas, and it's kind of like if he was out here and heard me say Cabudos, he would just laugh because <laughs> he. Uh, that's the coolest part about Brad, though, is it's you can show him something like hey here's the picture of how domino of what dominoes does like elevate that a little bit and and make it your own and he loves those kind of challenges so so as as the business owner here how do you get that message across to the city or, or to the region that this is not just a bowling alley this is going to be a nice place to have dinner and eat this elevated menu yeah so uh, i'm lucky to be blessed with having heather nicholas on our staff she's our marketing and events coordinator and she's incredible um you know the power of social media now is so great that allows us to reach a lot of people um very cost efficiently one thing i would do want to ask um given the neighborhood that we're in is redskins training camp which is right next door to us did you say, happen to see an uptick in business during those days that the, the redskins were in town training y- you know luckily um we have sponsored or, or been able to host uh, the season ticket holders event for the actual um, Redskins organization in the last two years, which is which is helpful. Um, and the training staff really likes River City Rolls, so they come and they eat a lot. Um, you know, from a fan perspective, um, with most of the padded practices being earlier in the day now. Um, we didn't really see a lot of foot traffic from fans going, um, but I think that's because. You know, the popular practices are in the morning, and we don't open until 3 p.m. Uh, the first year we were here, actually, we were still in construction, and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We'll just sell parking spots for $5, and I'll sit out here by myself and make some cash. And I, you know, painted up a parking $5 sign, and I was like, you know, all excited and put up the sign, and zero cars came. So if you had not moved into this building right behind the, the bowling alley, would this be bowling alley that we're sitting at right now, or is it depending no, on? No, no. Um, 
actually the first site we looked at was in Libby Mill, the old Southern Seasons grocery store. Um, we had that under LOI and we're really serious about that space. Um, you know, I've mentioned Walter Bundy multiple times, but he was someone that when I first got into this, who I've been lucky to know growing up was super helpful with just how to think about things. And, you know, being over there near him would have been really cool. Um, and then I moved here and we kind of just, there was a sign that was on the old warehouse that is now being turned into the apartments next door. And I just called them and I was like, Hey, I have an idea. Sat down with the folks that owned the land then, and they loved the idea. So we, you know, drew up a 40 year ground lease and got to do this ground up and got to, Doing it ground up allowed us to make it exactly how we wanted to, as opposed to retrofitting the concept to the old Southern Seasons building. So, it, you know, I love where we are here. Um, I think it's a destination concept, though, where folks would have come wherever we put it, or at least I would like to think that. But, yeah, the power of being a Scott's Edition with all these new apartments going up and people able to walk here and walk home is, is huge. Talk a little bit about that decision to, to invest and to kind of create your dream here. I mean, it seems like you're a young guy. It seems like this is a pretty big risk to take at your age. I mean, it is, but you know, that's also a strength because I could afford to fall flat on my face. Um, you know, I don't have kids and a ton of overhead on my personal balance sheet. So if I did fall on my face, I'm pretty sure the bank would hire me right back to my old job. So it's really, um, I talked to Richmond is so supportive of young entrepreneurs. Um, there's so many groups that you can join. I recently just joined the Virginia Council for CEOs. And there's so many older, wiser folks that are happy to sit down and have coffee. And a lot of them told me when I was presenting them kind of my dream idea that the first thing people were going to require me to do is quit my job. Um, and I still remember the look on my mom's face when I told her I was quitting my investment banking job after they, they were kind enough to help me with schools, schooling my whole life to open a bar. Uh, and, and I was like, Mom, it's much more than that. Just wait. Trust me. Um, but it was definitely scary. Um, you know, I still sometimes wake up and look out of my apartment window. I'm like, I can't believe that uh, River City Roll has been open for 18 months. I mean, it feels like it's still been three weeks. Why not Charlottesville? Oh, Charlottesville is high on the list, too. Okay. Charlottesville real estate is very expensive right now. I don't. The thing is, I don't think it's going to get any cheaper with um, you know, UVA being there. But um, after going to UVA, I would love to be in Charlottesville. Uh, there's some areas that we've kind of started looking around at. Um, I feel like the entertainment situation has not quite made it there yet. No, like it hasn't. I think, a, I think a lot. Way. Yeah, for sure. But I think a lot of folks get nervous with the off-season in the summer. Um, not so much from the traffic, but from the staffing piece. Um, you know, students are such amazing staff members. Um, and really, you know, especially here, we have so many VCU students that live close by. And, um, you know, they're smart, eager young people um, that love to work and they're fun to, to have work with. But uh, I think some people get nervous of being in a really, you know, more of a true college town like Charlottesville than Richmond. Um, you know, the corporate events business is so huge for us, too. And Charlottesville is just not they don't really have the depth of events there from. I mean, we have an Altria Cap One or Dominion big group event almost every week. So, um, you know, those are just challenges. We're going to have to morph the concept for any market we go to. But um, that's why we're looking at some other markets first. But I mean, Charlottesville, I would selfishly love to just have a reason to be in Charlottesville more. 
heard a rumor, and I'm I'm gonna do, we we can cut this if you don't rumor love it. Control. Yes, this is, I've heard <laughs> a rumor, rumor that control. you really are very close to your second location. It's getting closer. So there, so it is imminent that there will be a second location in the state of Virginia. What in the next six months? Oh no, 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 no. Oh, announcement. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, announcement. No, no announcement. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. I wish I could build a bowling alley in six months. I'd, I'd be popping up everywhere. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that would be incredible. And we do have the best contractor in town, and Rob McCann at CCM. But no, even he can't build a bowling alley of the size in six months. But I think there will be a pending announcement with some more specifics. But um, we're getting close. I'm super. I'm very superstitious. Um, so knock on wood. Um, but it's getting close. Getting close. Well, I like it. I'm excited about a second location of River City Roll. I would take one here in Richmond if you at Libby Mill. If lumber lumber liquidators <laughs> get out of the building, no, because that's close to me. That's a little too close to <laughs> here, know, but I'm maybe sure. maybe like eight lanes in a cool concert venue in Greengate. Who knows? There, ooh, eight. There you go. It feels like the trendy thing to do to have a place in the city and then open a second one in Greengate. So a smaller boutique it, one at Greengate exactly. for the individuals that live there. Well, we're with Rob. And we're at River City Roll outside with his two puppers. You're listening to Eat It Virginia with Roby and Scott. Want more food in your ear? Subscribe to the podcast or find us on Twitter at Eat It Virginia, Instagram at Eat It Virginia, or Facebook at Eat It Virginia. And now, back to the show. Scott, we have such a year planned for this podcast this year. Such a year planned. I like thinking of our upcoming guests. I'm pretty stoked. You worked pretty hard over break to get some of the biggest names in uh, Richmond restaurants booked on the show. I'm hoping that we have some just some brilliant podcast episodes. We are expecting upcoming. We're going to have Charlotte's Deli and Southern Tapas. That's going to be next week I th- or next podcast. I think we have David Hagenorn. He's going to be upcoming talking about an article that he has out. Well, coming out in Richmond. I mean, we've got some big things happening. Are you excited? I'm always, I'm so excited. I wanted to put out some, uh, some other ideas, um, put it out in the ether, some names that we are our wish list. Out in the podcast ether? Would love to talk to Lee Gregory. I think we are going to. Oh, we are? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Look at that. See, it's already working. I know. I feel like you manifested that just I put, now. I put the question on my social media over the week weekend, um, which is Scott underscore wise on Instagram and Twitter, I think. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. I hope. Um, <laughs> I asked uh, my friends on Instagram who they would like to see us interview. Uh, I got a couple good good responses that I can share with you right now. Grisette, actually, we talked about Donnie and Megan earlier. So we totally should if have If you them. guys are listening now, we would love to hear from you. Um, or we'll call you. We'll call your people. They probably have people, right? How about our people will get with your people? We'll rendezvous at the hotel bar round two. John from Bombolini, which is in the fan, the yes. homemade pasta place. And distillery. And distillery. I didn't know about that. Trial and error. What does that mean? That's the distillery's oh. name. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, right. You know what? We really should talk to him then because that's some so. good pasta. Also, the pasta that was w- I got engaged to is the squid ink You're pasta. You're engaged to pasta? I'm engaged to pasta, but the pasta that was there when I got engaged. So I would really no, no, like to I don't like that. I like, the, I like the fact that you're engaged to pasta. I'm engaged so to pasta. So John Bombolini, I don't know what his last name is, but John from Bombolini Makes is, the is pasta. in your engagement story. Yeah. Yes, John, is. if you're listening, we need you on the podcast. Absolutely. So w- we this we're gonna keep, if we keep rambling, we'll give out all our secrets. But if you do know someone 
or know someone that wants to sponsor the podcast, how can they get in touch with us, Scott? We are available in multi- multiple ways. You can email eatitvirginia at gmail.com. We are on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, Eat It Virginia. You can find us at all three of those channels. And Roby is at Call Me Roby on Instagram. That's probably the best way to reach her. Again, I'm at Scott underscore Wise on Instagram and Twitter. I'm also available on Facebook. Yeah, that's about it, right? We yep. covered the bases. Sure. This podcast comes out every other Monday on anywhere that you get your podcast episodes at eatitvirginia.com and at CBS 6. Happy New Year. Happy engagement, Roby. My, my. <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia. Eat it, Virginia? (laughs) This episode of Eat It, (laughs) Virginia? No! Oh, God, no. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.